Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. I am picking the episode where we talk about victim and creator and the empowerment dynamic. Um, one of the reasons I like this one, the most, uh, not the most actually self-care is probably my favorite, but we're already posting that. Cause that was our top rated episode. So Tina, um, one of the reasons this comes up in like my top five is because I think this is one of the more, um, interesting roles that we play when it comes to the empowerment dynamic. It's really hard not to feel like a victim. And what I love about it is that while being a creator, we're still acknowledging that something bad happened and that something happened against us or something happened to us. And what I love about being able to recognize it with the stance of being in a creator is that there, it gives you an option instead of feeling targeted and cornered and that there's no other way. Being a creator allows you to be able to get outside of that and, you know, be able to make something for yourself that feels safer and feels better and often gives you more options. And so, yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. Well, let's just get into this because let's, first of all, guys, I don't know where that episode went. <laughs> Either episode. Oh, we know where the first well, one Well, we know the first one just never happened, but I don't know where that last episode went. So for those who are late to the game or don't apparently talk to the three of us constantly, um, we've, I have not told my mom yet. My mom doesn't know (laughs) we we've recorded coach and create or not coach. Sorry. We've created, uh, we've recorded victim and creator about, well, we've recorded it technically one other time. We did a whole episode. We thought we recorded, wasn't recording. That's fine. And then we recorded it last time and we were like, great. Second time's a charm, get it out there. And then it's nowhere to be seen on my computer, <laughs> but I have the episode we recorded right after. So I will be doing things today to ensure that that happens. So if you're wondering why during the persecutor episode, last time we talked about, I know. Time and you're like, wait, <laughs> you're not crazy. And you're like, wait a second. How did this happen that we're now talking about drama triangle? So once again, guys, we're finally talking about drama triangle. Exactly. How you said <laughs> the other times. That was great. Welcome we back. are re re recording mm-hmm. this episode. So we are going to, it's going to be a phenomenal episode because we've already talked about this multiple times between the three of us. So, yep. Yep. So starting out when it comes to, first of all, we'll, we'll just do this brief introduction. Cause last time, again, I even on the website, I put it as episode 33, even though technically in line, it would be episode 32. So I'll go back and switch them and put this one ahead of this one just to help understand it. So we are talking about drama triangle today, along with the empowerment dynamic. We decided that we needed to incorporate the polar opposites of both roles that happen because you've got the drama triangle and the drama triangle is about negative ways that we cope negative ways we have boundaries with people, negative ways that we handle things with people. Empowerment dynamic was um, created, and we call that TED as well, so you'll see us abbreviate that, is created as the juxtapose um, roles. Uh, That was a cool word to use right there. Um, I've heard you use that (laughs) word before. 
welcome all the reading I did um, of what the um, drama triangle roles are. So you've got last time you probably listened to the idea of persecutor and challenger. You have persecutors, drama triangle, challenger is empowerment dynamic. We're going to go over the one we initially wanted to lead with, which is victim, which is the drama triangle. And we've got creator, which is the empowerment dynamic. So one of the things I like to point out is the drama triangle um, has been around since the 1960s and was first described by Stephen Cartman. And like Haley was talking about, it's a model of dysfunctional social interaction. When So when things in your relationships aren't going well, it's a good time to step back and say, how are these roles um, involved in what I'm dealing with? And so the three roles of the drama triangle are victim, rescuer, persecutor, right? And mm-hmm. each of the roles is an ineffective response to conflict. So none of them are the goal. And then, like we said, our good friend Ted or the empowerment dynamic is the model of functional social interactions. And that includes creator, challenger, and coach. And so, um, and it really helps us with shifting out of that dysfunctional conflict cycle and into empowerment. And Cartman further developed the idea of triangles from Bowen. And he took it a step further and gave us more specific ideas of triangles. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so when we first look at the drama triangle, we usually start in the role of victim. And this is this poor me. Everything's happening to me. I'm not okay. Everyone else is perfect. Um, and this belief that I'm trapped, helpless, and hopeless. Yeah, I must always get what I want. I must never get what I don't want, or I get to be miserable. This is the idea that you can suffer. Suffering absolutely happens, but misery is an option. Mm -hmm. And then it's important as we talk about this, because a lot of people say, well, there, there are people who really are victims of crimes or victims of situations. And that is true. The situation of being a victim is different than the attitude of being a victim. So in the drama triangle, we're specifically talking about an attitude or um, how we present ourselves socially, not what happened to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a big thing with victim too, that we just want to we just want to validate is that again the role of victim um and i've gone over this two other times so this feels so deja vu but the role of victim um is not what we are disputing here we're not disputing the fact that people have been victimized right um taylor comes and hits me in the face this is the third time we're using an example i'm a victim of taylor's deciding to be impulsive right um, however, me deciding to step into victim role and be that um, victim mindset like Jen's describing and Taylor's describing where I'm ex- I'm essentially giving up my power. I'm feeling powerless. I'm saying, poor me, um, you know, someone's denied my opportunity to feel safe. And I, by accepting someone has hurt me, that is accepting a truth by going into saying, and this is how it will always be. It's how it's always been. Um, or just the fact of like, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about this ever again. Or you could really just lightly create a breeze and I'd fall over. Yeah. You know, things like that. I, I don't suggest trying to harm the other person, but what I would say though, is like, so that idea of victim is not the same as role of victim. Okay. So we would call someone who's gone through a, 
crime or just an injustice as the quote-unquote victim but that does not mean that they are needing to take on the role of being victimized in the drama triangle so a big way we can tell victims is that or you can tell when you're in victim is that you're looking for everyone else to either make the situation worse or better that again this that i'm helpless and i have no control over the situation so if Haley says taylor is a no good scoundrel and the only way for my life to get better is for taylor to learn some self-control then she's in victim right? actually i'm in persecutor right so if i'm going after taylor in that moment i'm 100 percent in the persecutor mode if i am in a mode though where i'm saying i'm always going to be beat up by people like taylor i'm always going to be in then i'm in victim mode right well yes yes and no right because we shift we shift in and out right the minute you say i can't do anything if someone else has to do it i guess that was the part that i was trying to say someone else has to to make a move for the me victims to create rescuers yeah mm -hmm. so they yeah. do create persecutors and rescuators so you're right the minute you said the minute i said taylor rescuers. try try rescuers you said rescuators <laughs> This is my new cartoon I'm creating. Is the rescuer? <laughs> the rescuers. That sounds really cute. Um, victim and rescuers. That we look to create those things. That's why this is unhealthy dis and dysfunctional. Versus saying, "This happened to me. What can I do about it?" And so, anytime we're not taking responsibility for what we can do next, we are in victim. Now, when I start to assign who's the bad guy. You know, Taylor in this situation, if we say, hey, Taylor's the bad guy, and maybe you say, hey, Jen, can you go tell Taylor he's the bad guy? Then you're assigning me a role of rescuer. And so that's where this kind of comes in. But mm -hmm. just by saying I can't do anything about it, that's where we hold victim. Um, I would say so the important thing is recognizing, um, again, where am I at in the balance of it? Am I saying someone else has stripped me powerless of being able to do what I need to do? Um, am I essentially like feeling like I'm in a corner? That's the thing. I mean, a drama triangle has many corners, right? And I, I think one of the big things is like in all of these situations, do I feel like I'm put in a corner that this is the only possible role I can fulfill right now, right? To meet my need. Um, meaning is this, I think we become victim often out of a insecurity that no one else will validate our needs. So we feel like we need to hold the torch for ourselves. So sometimes we become victim because we're like, I'm always going to be like this. And since no one else sees it, I just need to live my life and recognize that's who I am. Um, same with, we talked about with persecutor, right? Um, no one else is going to recognize the injustices I see and the things that are a problem. And so therefore I need to be able to point it out. Stepping into the empowerment dynamic can be very vulnerable for a lot of reasons. And the first reason being that with the empowerment dynamic, we are essentially letting go of others being in control of our own destiny. And that happens with all the rules, but especially within creator, right? Because essentially what I'm saying is I have been victimized. Something happened to me. Okay. It could be a person, it could be an event, it could be a natural disaster, whatever it is, right? Something happened to me and imposed itself upon me. Okay. And I want to be a creator. Therefore, what I'm going to do, and you don't think about it this way. Often you go, I'm sick of being this poor me. I need to change things up or I want changes to be seen in my life. So what I'm going to do is 
I need to figure out where my power and control is, and I'm going to respond how I want to respond. I have the potential to do this, right? And that's a vulnerable part to be playing within an empowerment dynamic. So one of the things you'll see as you shift into creator is that instead of taking action towards other people, we're taking action towards our goals and our values and our boundaries, right? So Mm -hmm. as a creator, I am focused on what I can control and how I can move forward um, in those areas and not so much focused on who's around me as what I'm trying to accomplish. And that's, yeah, that's a good point to make too, because with creator, this is a very much um, a personal relationship with myself, right? So you look at the three of them. Persecutor is my relationship with someone else and being kind of over them in a different way. Rescuer is also a relationship with someone else, right? Um, in the sense of my responsibility with them. Victim is in a way relationship with someone else, but it's also like my internal thought of how I can handle things. And so when it comes to victim and creator, essentially I'm taking everyone else out of the picture in this moment and saying, okay, if I have the ability to do this, what am I going to do? Right. I need to not have my, my, um, outcome dependent on everyone else. So how am I going to create the outcome I would like to have happen? Right. Interestingly, while victim, um, seems like the most powerless, mm-hmm. uh, it's the one that holds the most power in relationships. Cause it seems like if we don't do something for them, then something bad will happen. It creates those rescuers in people's lives. And so uh, you have people say, hey, if you leave me, I'm going to hurt myself. Uh, If you leave me, I'll never see the kids again. Um, You know, fill in the blank. Um, So victim, while it looks the most helpless on the outside, it actually holds the most power in relationships. Mm -hmm. As we're talking about this, I'm, I'm reminded of the episode we did on codependency, right? Because one of the things that's really important in the drama triangle is that we have that codependent with other people and we talked about being other validated versus self-validated so i think there is some truth in saying in the drama triangle we are looking for other validation versus when we're in the empowerment dynamic we move into self-validation yeah so it will depend on um, how you do self-validation and other validation okay because you can be in the empowerment dynamic and be other validated if you are other validated by your higher power. Mm-hmm. That is a healthy way to be other validated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we're other validated by people or things or places that aren't healthy, then uh, we'll stay stuck. Mm-hmm. I like that because that's a good reminder too that it's about taking action towards goals, values, morals, right? When we talk about higher power versus people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people will let you down. even if they're really good people for sure the other thing that happens when we move to creator is is that we're gonna we're gonna start to take accountability and take stock of what's my current reality right Mm -hmm. what what's really going on what are my strengths what's going really well where do i need more skill or challenge anytime we move to creator we are gonna have um we're gonna feel this need to gain skill and knowledge and that's a good thing that helps us move into um, personal development and growth and so don't feel like creator means um, 
that I'm all powerful already and that I suddenly have the ability to do everything that I want to do. Mm-hmm. As we move into creator, we will notice that we need those other roles. Um, when I've talked to some people about creator, they forget that creator is is also relational it's just a functional relational model versus a dysfunctional. So now we're creating something a little better today than yesterday. Well, creator, I think is the, the, you don't have to know the entire library. It just means I now have decided to go get my own library card and I can go look it up, right? That's creator Correct. mode. And so right. a lot of the times we think, okay, if you are saying that you are knowledgeable and you say what's going on, um, you, you have an understanding of what the whole library looks like. And it's saying, no, like I, you're standing outside the library and saying, I'm never going to know everything in that, in that, you know, room. I'm never going to know everything that's Which in that building. Which is a building. very victim mindset. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to mount anything. A creator is someone who goes inside the library and says, Hey, I need a library card. I want to be able to access anything. And what's again, what's go with the vulnerability. The vulnerability is they are admitting that they don't know everything by going into that room, by going into that building and asking for a card and saying, I'm now going to also open up my world to recognize what I don't know, right? I'm going to go through books and see that I have no clue what they're talking about. And I'm going to feel like that's still within my power to learn if I decide, right? I don't need to know it all. I love that you bring in vulnerability, right? Because it Mm -hmm. is very vulnerable to move into creator, but there's also a lot of accountability because as a creator, they're taking consistent action towards their goals, Mm -hmm. right? means I'm going to go into the library and I'm going to learn what I need to learn, um, until I create what I what I'm trying to create and then I'm going to continue to create something new and I'll probably continue to need other resources to do that Mm -hmm. yeah and I think just along with knowing as we go through this drama triangle this empowerment dynamic everyone goes through each and every one of these okay that's something we touched on before last two times we've done this um Everyone fulfills each of these roles in the drama triangle. Let's go there specifically. Okay. We aren't saying that kind of like an attachment style, you're an avoidant. Therefore that's your role. You're this, therefore you're that. We're saying everyone's a persecutor at times. Everyone's a rescuer. Everyone's a victim at times. That's part of being a human nature, not just truly unhealthy people, air quotes, are the ones who go into those roles. Those are what we do in ways that our initial shock value, how we work through something. Those are just, there's a lot of reasons why we use those things first. That's not a bad thing to recognize I've been a persecutor. I'm a victim. I'm a rescuer. It doesn't mean it's the end of the line. You're never going to get better. It is just good to recognize this is, this is just an unhealthy way that I'm handling this right now, or maybe not unhealthy. This is, it's not going to really serve me well and help me grow. This is a very stunted way I'm handling things right now. And that's why I like the word dysfunctional. If you're only going to step back and say what's going on, if it's not working for you, if it's not working for you, then you're going to say, oh, I need to do that. Some things might be working for you and be unhealthy and some things might be working for you and be unhealthy. But this is about whether it's functional. And so when you're coming and you're saying in therapy or in my relationship, you know, I constantly am having this problem or this is constantly happening then you're, you're going to be looking for, okay, what are the roles for in the drama pr- triangle and how do we help you shift into the empowerment dynamic? And mm-hmm. it's important. I like to call it running the basis of the drama triangle, right? <laughs> because if you think about it, I, I 
never just stay in one base. Often if I find myself victim, I will quickly, very quickly move into one of the other bases because I don't like the feeling of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, if somebody, if I find myself in persecutor, I don't want to be the bad guy. So I'll tell you why, you know, why I had to be this way and go in victim or why I was trying to help and go into rescuer and I think it's really important to recognize that we everyone runs the basis of the drama triangle nobody is ever stuck like Haley was saying in just one base Mm -hmm. yeah that's I mean they're they're based off of human behaviors like the whole the whole development of the drama triangle wasn't because he was like this is one example and this is another and this is another example the the developer of the drama triangle looked at it and said okay these are all typical human behaviors we all use in some way or another. If you think you've never been one of them, I'm going to break it to you. You've been it. It just looks differently for you probably, right? Or maybe you misunderstand what you're doing with it and you haven't been able to kind of own up to it, whatever it is. Um, But that's the great thing about the empowerment dynamics shift is saying you can also be all three of these, okay? That's the nice thing about it is that Yes, these are not the best parts of my nature of what I can do in the drama triangle, but that also means that I can absolutely be all three of the empowerment dynamic. I can be a challenger. I can be a creator. I can be a coach. Okay. And that's an important insight to look at and say, not just I'm painted in a corner because these are the only three negative things I can do. I now have all the availability to use all three of these healthy ways of working through something. And I'm able to know exactly what it is that I can do to resolve kind of what those feelings are. The more you are able to evaluate and look at how do I want to change my scenario into looking like one of these three, that's also creator mode, right? That that automatically, like learning how to apply the empowerment dynamic is a creator mode move, okay? My favorite thing to do is once a month, I decide what I want to work on or how I want to be different for the following month. And then small little steps to do every day or every week to move towards that. That's how I stay in creator mode. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Having a goal or something you're working towards is really helpful. And the great thing about being creators is, is that you don't ever arrive. You're constantly in pursuit. So like I loved Haley's analogy of the library if you've learned all you can on one subject, you're just going to shift and learn how to apply it in a different way or move into, you know, a different part of your creator in your life. And that, and that's the exciting thing is that you're learning and growing and you're developing and that makes your life richer, your relationships richer. You know what's wild? It only takes one hour of studying something a week, one hour a week for seven years to become an expert in that field. That is not very much time in creator mode to get ahead of people. And you two can take over the world. <laughs> what are we doing tonight, Pinky? Her brain, hang it. I messed up the quote. Oh, for the love. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We'd love to hear from you.